for tuning in to Bad Thought Therapy. I pray that this podcast is informative and inspirational and empowering and enriching and all of those wonderful things. That is why I have started this podcast. So don't forget that you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. If you have a question, comment, or you would like to have a conversation with me, it is so easy because everything is audio. And I, again, I appreciate you tuning in. So tonight I'm going to be talking about men, money, and ministry. And this is really like a part two of a podcast that I did with my daughter. My daughter and I, we have a podcast together called Two More Sense. And we're sort of a mother-daughter duo who shares ideas about a lot of different things. And we normally don't agree on some things, but we disagree respectfully. And we did this episode on men, money, and ministry for a couple of reasons. Um, One was a particular incident that happened to us personally, or me personally. And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. So this episode is like a part two, because last night I watched something and I thought, you know what? I need to just put an idea out there. Men, money, money, and ministry. I just want people to be free about giving. And I want them to feel like they don't have to give out of fear. They don't have to give out of compulsion or they don't have to be reluctant about giving. And they don't have to, you know, worry about their giving. And there is certain knowledge that you have to have to be free because you know, on one of my pod, on almost all of my podcasts, rather, I talk about good religion and bad religion. Bad religion has focused on money in the wrong way and has talked about money in the wrong way. And some of these ministers, and I don't know if it's malicious or if, I, if it's out of ignorance um, or just pure evil, many of them have taught that, you know, if you don't give your money to them, if you don't give your money to their ministry, some kind of way you're not going to be blessed or you're not going to have something that God wants to give you and that is absolutely false and I want you to be free I do want to talk about men money in ministry because I do believe you should give to ministry but I'm going to talk about my ideas and I feel God led to do this this message is God inspired Um, I'm not promoting a particular church or a particular ministry, although I might mention some in here. But the whole point is for you to be free to give to people and causes that are doing the work of God and not giving out of fear or not giving because you're expecting something back, but just giving out of love that you're giving because you just love God and you know God loves you and you understand that what you have comes from him and you want to share whatever you have with others to help other people. And that's really what it's all about. The kingdom of God is not a building. It's not a place. The kingdom of God is people, this earth, the people on this earth. This is God's kingdom. And we have a responsibility to help build the kingdom in different ways. The ways that we are gifted to do that, the ways that, you know, our ability, our resources, time, money, connections, all of those things should be about helping build the kingdom of God, helping people because people make up the kingdom of God. And and because this podcast is going to be a little spiritual, I am going to, you know, give some scriptures, even though 
I, I got to be careful. A lot of times the Bible is misused and scriptures are taken out of context. And I'm going to just say that because I want you to keep that in mind. I got to do a whole podcast on that because the Bible is probably the most misused book in the world and throughout history. It's not the Bible is not an issue. It is the way it's being used. And that is a problem. And what it has created is is bad religion. It has created so many people from turning away from God when actually if the Bible is used in the right way, it should draw you closer to God. But because of the misuse, and again, I don't know if it's maliciousness or evil or ignorance. I don't know. I don't judge people because that's between them and God. But some people, it seems that they have been manipulative. And when it comes to giving to their ministry or giving to them, they try to manipulate people to give. And it has messed a lot of people up. And I just want to share a message of encouragement and hope. So this is how the whole thing got started. Um, A couple of months ago, I have a business and my business is in a public place. And I meet a lot of interesting people, a lot of good people. And this young man who was in college, close to the business, he stopped by and bought some books. And then we kind of got to know him and, you know, talk to him. And one day he came in and he was celebrating the fact that he had gotten some money that was going to help him pay for school. And he mentioned, and this is him mentioning this to me, that he felt like he had gotten that money because he tithed. He said something like, you know, I tithe. And I believe, if my memory is correct, his uncle was a, is a pastor and that he had tithed to his uncle's church. And so after he tithed, he got this money. He felt like it was God's reward. So he tithed and then he got something back. So, you know, I celebrated with him. I was so happy that he got the money, the scholarship money or whatever it was, because I know how hard that is. You're a student. You're struggling. You need money. I got it. So we celebrated that. But then he asked me a question and he said, do you tithe? And I said to him, well, I don't know if I tithe. And he looked really perplexed. I said, because I don't calculate the money that I give. I'm a giver and I give to my church on a regular basis. I give to individual people. I give to organizations that I think are helping people. But I don't calculate the amount. I don't calculate the percent. And so if you're unfamiliar with the word tithe, it is a biblical term that means 10% of your income. And so back in the day, people didn't necessarily have money in the way that we have, you know, money and, and dollars and cents. They had, uh, it was mainly an agriculture. When you talk about the Bible, you're talking about people who mainly did farming and, and they had those kinds of things. It's more agricultural. So their 10% would be 10% of their harvest or their crop or their um, cattle, things like that. So It's very different from the way we live today. So that's why, again, you have to be careful about taking scriptures out of context and you got to understand the culture and the history of that time. And the Bible can be a good book if you are using it in the right way. And the only way, the right way to use the Bible is to pull out the principles and the lessons. When people don't do that, then they, they, they mess themselves up and they mess a lot of other people up. And I'm going to try to give you some examples of that. But anyway, the young man was stunned when I said that. I said, you know, I, I believe in giving. I understand um, ministry costs money. And I just had a little chat with him. And he got very quiet. He seemed shocked. I don't think anyone had ever said that to him because I do not calculate my giving. I give 
And I particularly mainly give to my church. And there's a reason for that. And I want to encourage you um, to get in the under the right ministry. Because when you're in a ministry that tells you, and I've heard ministers say this, this is not something that I think. This is not something I heard secondhand. This is what I have heard ministers say. Things like, if you don't give your money, you're not going to be blessed. If you don't give your money, you're going to be sick. If you don't give your money, you're going to withhold a blessing. And that is simply not true. I remember I went to a church. I visited a church. And this church, the minister would not let anyone leave the church until he had gotten a certain amount of money. He locked the doors. He said, nobody is going to leave this church until I have a certain amount of money. And then he proceeded to call out individual people that he knew and said, I know you got so much money and I know you got this so much money. And of course, I tried to leave and we couldn't leave. But to make a long story short, that guy is probably still in ministry. You know, it's a possibility that he is still going strong and that's the kind of teaching that he had. And so that and some people believe that that's what you're supposed to do. There is a better way, and I want to talk about it. So anyway, the young man looked confused, and he was just shocked. And we haven't seen him since. It really, I think it really got to him. So I want to talk about this. First of all, I want to encourage you to get the right information. The first thing I want to encourage you to do, most people just kind of read the Bible, but they don't understand how to use the Bible. And one of the ways to help you to understand how to use it is first of all, ask God because he'll tell you. But number two, I want you to do some research on the Bible itself. If you're using the Bible as a book that's written to you, you might have some problems because the Bible is not a book that just fell out of the sky and it was from God. It's written to you. The Bible is a compilation of writings, stories about people and their relationship with God, God's relationship with them, what they did, what they didn't do, how God responded. It also includes, like in the New Testament, it includes letters that people wrote to other people. So the Bible is not written to you. It is about people, but it is spiritual, and it's about their relationship with God and what was going on in in terms of religion and all of that. And so, and I believe the stories are true. Some people argue, oh, this is not true. And I don't get into that. I believe they are true. I think the problem is when I read the Bible, I understand how to use it. I am supposed to get the lessons, the life lessons, and I'm supposed to take the principles and ask God, how do I take this lesson from this story about David and apply it to my life? How do I read this letter that Paul wrote to the Romans or to the people in Corinth or the Corinthians? How do I take those lessons and apply them to my life? That is the question. Or uh, when Jesus was talking and he his story, an abridged version of his story is in the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. How do I take what Jesus taught? Can I apply those things to my life? That is the right way to use the Bible. Some people are using it in a different way. They're taking scriptures out of context. They are misinterpreting scriptures. Let me tell you something. I'm almost 60 years old. And over my lifetime, I'm going to say I've heard at least, at least 100 sermons on giving. And all of them have been different. Some of them, they emphasize, you know, you tithe and you offer and you won't be blessed. Some people say you don't even have to tithe, just give. You get all these different messages and you can be confused 
if you talk to everybody but the Lord. You have to learn. I got to put this plug out here because I have to say it. Lord, help me, help me, help me. You have to learn that your relationship with God is strengthened when you have a one-on-one with him. And how do you have that? That is through prayer. That is through direct communication. Prayer is what guides you to where to go, to who to listen to, and what to do. But you got to talk to God. And prayer is simply, it's so simple. It's talking to God. Some people have, you know, you pray this way, you pray that way. This is what I say. Declutter your life. Get in a quiet place. Turn off everything. Turn off that phone. Turn off your television, your music. People get up by yourself and just talk to God. And ask him for wisdom. Ask him for understanding. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God will answer you. And you're not going to likely hear some deep audible voice as we have seen in Hollywood. But you're probably going to hear his voice in your heart. You're going to know it's God. Because when you go to God, and this is the way he's worked in my life, And I think it's fair to say he will probably do this in your life. You go to God about an issue. And what will start to happen, God will start to send the answers in different ways. Sometimes it's a person will come into your life and they'll speak about that solution and about that issue. Sometimes you can watch something. You could be watching just a regular show. It could be a regular movie or it can be an inspirational message by a minister or a life coach or relationship coach or something. And God is really speaking through these people. And it can be a message of the music. But he's always going to talk to you. And you have to have times when you're quiet, when your heart is open to listen, because he will give you messages. And he gave me, he freed me to be able to give freely and not have to worry about, uh, you know, how am I going to pay my bills if I give a certain amount of money that I don't even have? Because I've heard ministers say, like, you got to give it and you don't have it. I've heard ministers do messages where just go ahead and let your stuff be cut off. Go ahead and let be homeless and give. These are things, not that I think I heard. These are things that I know that I heard. And so I want to help people get free. So I want to start with this. Ministry costs. God wants us to help people. He wants people to know about him. He wants people to know about his love and his grace and his goodness. And he has people on earth that he that he allows to do that. Some of them have the title of minister. Some of them are teachers. Some of them are life coaches and relationship coaches. But he sends these people, or these people, he speaks through these people. And when these people are willing to share, they are in ministry. Now, some of us are in ministry. We don't have the title of minister. We don't have a church. But in our professions, we minister. We, we let people know. We let people know about God's love and his light in our own way. That is ministry too. All ministry costs. I attend a church. My church is Word of Faith Family Worship Center under Bishop Dale C. Bronner. And I know I think this is the first episode I've given his name. I attend. I haven't, I haven't gone to church since COVID. And a little bit before COVID, I wasn't going. But I listen to my pastor And I am blessed by the messages that he shares and I believe come through God. I don't glorify him. I glorify God speaking through this man. At the same time, since we talk about men, ministry, and money, I understand that Dr. Bronner is a human being. He's a man. He's not perfect. 
He will make mistakes. He might misinterpret something. But through the Holy Spirit, I believe that he is a true man of God. I believe that he really genuinely cares about the state of people's soul and their lives. And I believe the messages that he shares are encouraging. And that's one part of ministry. So when I give my money, when I do it online, or in the past, I have sent it in, or when I went to church, I gave it. The little I had, I didn't calculate then. I didn't. I stopped calculating, trying to calculate. I just gave from my heart. I gave out of love because I want to give cheerfully. And if I worried about giving money that I didn't have, or if I gave money to the ministry, but then I'm wondering, well, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Or how am I going to pay my car note, a car insurance? I couldn't even give. So I, I kept dealing with this, and God just told me to just give freely from my heart and be generous with whatever I had. So I gave, I give to him because I understand the church, you know, to have a church, it costs money. To have water coming out of the faucets, it costs money. To have the lights on, to have the lawn kept up. Listen, you guys, ministry costs. And so I give because of that. Some people, you know, will teach you to give because of all these different scriptures. Usually they take those scriptures out of context. Those people were not necessarily giving money they were giving whatever they earned, whatever they had, and they were giving it. This is this is deep now. Guess why they were giving it? They were giving it to help the fatherless and the widow and the people who couldn't work. That is the whole purpose of giving in the first place. It is not to help your pastor have this life of excess, this life where he's really, I don't, you know, it, God forgive me, it could be God telling them to overextend themselves and be like McDonald's and have four or five different churches that could be God I, I don't I want to say it's not but you know you God wants you to help people that should be the focus of your church your the ministry and ministry may not be the church you know I tell this story in some of the other episodes the first Bible I ever had it came from the Salvation Army of America the Salvation Army of America is a ministry they came through my subsidized housing project when I was growing up and we got on that bus and they told me about this man named Jesus Christ and that teaching saved my life when I say literally literally saved my life it literally saved my life to know that I was loved by this this all-powerful being that came from God because he was God's only begotten son and what's the point I'm trying to make that is ministry and I need to give more to the Salvation Army of America, but that's a, that's ministry. And they do more than just teach that. They feed people. They clothe people. They house homeless people. They help people find jobs. The Goodwill does that as well. These are all ministries. When you give your money, you should be giving to an organization or to a church or to a person that is trying to help people. Not just have the building per se, but what are they doing to help the people of God? Because when Jesus came to this planet, he fed people, he healed people, he clothed people. He talked about the fact that we're supposed to care about the, the people in prison and the, and the people that don't have food and the sick. If the ministry is not doing that, then you should not give to them. I'm just going to say that. You got to ask yourself, what is your motivation for giving? You got to assess your real reason. You see, this is what I was trying to figure out. This one particular pastor, and you know, he he lives this life of excess and he has all these things. 
and his church has given him multiple cars and, and planes and things like that. And I don't criticize him because the people gave that to him. He asked for it, they gave it to him. Okay, that's that's between them and God. What is very interesting is I did wonder how could some of those people, because I know some of those people, they would pass a thousand homeless people, starving people to give to this man. And what I realize is because some kind of way in the teaching, they believe that if I give to him, I'll get what he has. If I give to him, I'll be more blessed. And so, yes, you are to honor God with what he has given you. But at the same time, when you give to a man or ministry, it is supposed to be to help people, not just so that a person can have a life of excess and luxury, but they'll say, well, I got to have all this extra stuff just because. It's people literally starving. And that's the criticism that some people who pay attention to this, they give, they say, well, how can this person have, you know, five mansions and be worth, you know, $25 million? There's people that can't even pay their rent. I can't answer that question. All I know is I give the, the money that God has given me through hard work. It doesn't just fall out of the sky. I work very hard for my money and I have worked very hard. I was a teacher for 31 years. But I understand I the value of, of being able to have the message of God. You know, when I watch my pastor on YouTube, there are no commercials. That costs money. You know, the, to film him being able to speak and, and put all that together, I appreciate that. I need that for me. So that is why you give. You give from a free heart. You give willingly. Don't give out of fear. There are all kinds of scriptures that tell you about giving. Some tell you, you know, bring this to the, you know, a lot of people like to quote one scripture, but here's a scripture where Paul was writing to the Corinthians and he said something like, you know, give what you have decided in your heart to give. Now he was in ministry. So he was telling them, hey, give what's in your heart. Don't give reluctantly or out of compulsion or meaning you got to give out of, out of fear because God loves for you to give cheerfully. That's just one message. There's so many other messages. Jesus himself said, give and it shall be given unto you. He didn't say, well, you got to give this amount or give that or what to give. Because again, most of the people, those people were farmers. They were in agriculture. They were dealing with cattle. What they were giving and there's whatever they, they grew a mint or they grew like different plants. They gave that so that it could be used. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, to help people. So I just want you, as you begin to, to, with this year, because the new year has started, I want you to begin to reflect why you are giving. What are your motives? If God, you know, if God didn't give you anything else, would you still give for his ministry? If you had it, would you do that? If you, if you, if you couldn't get any more money, what could you give? I remember one time I went to a church. And I thought this was, I had never heard a person say this. This was a lady and she worked like in the administrative part of the church. And she was like, I don't have any money, but I give my time. I tithe my time. So she's at the church putting on events, doing all these wonderful things. And she's doing it to help the kingdom of God. Give your time. And I say, give something. There is something to this whole thing called reaping and sowing I just did a podcast on life is a garden and I really do believe that life is a garden it is a meta a garden is a metaphor for life whatever seeds you plant they do grow so I don't care if you don't have a lot of money I don't have a lot of money I'm not rich 
if you don't have a lot of money, it doesn't mean you still can't give. Give something. You know, if all you have, let's say you get paid, you have $100. You know, you could give $2. But give something because as you give the ministry, it, it has to go. Even in your state of being. And let me tell you what will happen. You'll feel so good. You would feel so good if you gave a little bit of what you had. And I'm telling you what I know. God will take that little bit and it will grow. Because that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to delight in the Lord. And he He will give us the desires of our heart. But we need delight in giving and sharing in ministry. You know, there are pastors, there are organizations. I was mentioning in the last podcast that I did with my daughter, St. Jude Hospital. I was watching a commercial and it was talking about how, you know, all these children come there and they're sick. They have cancer. And guess what? They don't have to pay a dime for the treatment. They don't have to pay anything to stay there. The hospital pays for all of that. Now, that's a ministry, ladies and gentlemen, that you can give to. And there is no such thing as you can't give. You can give something. And I'm not talking about just time, although that is another way to give. If, if you, if, Let's say, I don't know, you write books, give those books. If you grow plants and you people are hungry, give those plants away. But you can also give some money. You can give a little something. And so you have to learn that principle. Don't get caught up in the men except for the ones who are really doing the work of God. Ask yourself that question. Are they out here really feeding the hungry and um, clothing the, the people that need clothes? Are they visiting the prisons? and visit, Are they doing that? If they're not, stop giving to them. Find a ministry that's doing that. Find a person who is really doing that. And understand ministry does cause. You know, I recently listened to a life coach and he was, I guess, addressing the criticism of people because he had commercials, I guess, on his um, YouTube channel. But this dude, and he said it, and I believe it. It's, it was sincere, and I believe it. He was trying to help people. And he has bills. All ministers have bills. Ministry costs money. And you should give them and help them if they're out here helping other people. But do it not out of fear, not out of, you know, um, I want if I do this, I'm going to get blessed. Don't think about it like that. Just do it out of love. That's the whole message that I'm trying to emphasize in this podcast. And I'm getting ready to close it out. Give out of love of God that he has blessed you, blessed you with, with, with health, blessed you with being able to pay your bills, bless you with your children being healthy or your parents being healthy or your spouse. He has blessed you with so much and you cannot count or measure all his blessings. But don't give out of fear. Don't give out of anxiety or worry. That has happened where people have given their rent money. And then when they couldn't pay it, they tried to go back to the church and get the money back. Because of false teaching, they have been taught that God is like a magician so they thought if I just gave my rent money, the money would just fall out of the sky. Or they gave because they wanted money so badly. They thought if I give this and you can't give like that, just get out, of, give out of love. And that you see people working, trying to help people and build God's kingdom. You help them. And I do believe 
there's a blessing built into that. You give a little, you get a little. You give a lot, you get a lot. I do believe that. But don't worry, don't focus on that. Focus on God's love for you. And again, connect with God, beloved. Pray to him, talk to him, seek out ministries. You know, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to say this. Dr. Delcy Bronner uh, is on YouTube. You're looking for some good teaching. You want to get a good teacher. I recommend you listen to him. Another person I recommend you listen to, and again, these are men. We talk about men. They're imperfect. They're imperfect, but God speaks through them. Tony Gaskins. If you are trying to have better relationships, he's the other guy that I recommend that you listen to. These are just two men that I know that I sincerely believe are out here trying to help people. And so it's okay to give to them. It's okay to bless them because it calls for them to live and be in. We should help them if we can. And so I just want to share that with you so you can be free. God wants to bless you and and just out of love and so freely do that. Uh Uh-oh, my time is running out. I just realized I'm recording from my computer. So again, good night. I am Cherie Hardy. Thank you for tuning in to Bad Thought Therapy. I hope this message on men, ministry, and money helped you. Have a beautiful night.